Boomercam is one of the leading companies who have rolled out a network of CCTV cameras in the streets and suburbs of Johannesburg, including the East and the West Rand, and its main purpose is to fight crime. The company has now spread its wings to Durban and have already started with the rollout of the first phase of around 115 poles in critical locations in the city. Ricky Crook is on the line. He is the CEO of Vumacam. Ricky, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, before we look at the Durban expansion, just tell us about your network in Johannesburg. Uh, how big is it and what actually do you do every day? Thanks so much for having me, and I really appreciate it. What we do every day is we do a multitude of, of different things, mainly trying to solve this massive challenge that we sit with to, you know, in this crime epidemic. Crime's increasing on a daily basis, and you know, we need to step in and try and coordinate it and put in like, you know, clever mechanisms and use technology in, into the fight against crime. The main principle around Boomercam is, is really around a platform and a combination of, you know, putting up a set of infrastructure across, you know, the city that's shared between the private security companies and then also links it to the public sector. You know, the evolution of security is always going to be around technology and how security companies can use technology in combination with their manpower in putting holistic solutions together. What's been a challenge over the years is that, you know, security companies are quite territorial and, you know, they don't like sharing information. We've now said we'll put up a common set of infrastructure. We'll do the complexities around, you know, the way leads, the rights, power, connectivity, hosting, storage, configuration, and wrap it up as a service and give that to the security companies who are then all sharing the same set of infrastructure and then sharing information across that platform in the fight against crime. That's really where we got to. And, and, you know, over the last, you know, two to three years, we've installed over 3,000 poles across the city of Johannesburg. And 1,600 of those poles are live with cameras. And on a daily basis, we are, you know, installing more cameras and building out that network, which is over 6,500 cameras at the moment. Yeah, I live in Johannesburg and you see those cameras virtually on every street corner in many suburbs. But the monitoring of those video feeds must be an very, very complicated and complex task. How are the feeds monitored? So we've built an application called Proof360, which, you know, takes the, the feeds. Uh, we've got two sets of cameras on each of the poles. We've got overview cameras and number plate recognition cameras. The number plate recognition cameras scan the license plates of the cars that are passing by and queries against the vehicle of interest database and SAPS database to tell you if that car has been involved in a crime or it's stolen. And only that alert is then sent to the relevant security company of that suburb who then notify an exception basis that there's now a stolen vehicle entering into the suburb, you know, send your ground forces to intercept or detain. And then at the same time, escalate that to SAPS and JMPD so that they then back up the private security companies. So the main communication goes from Vumacam. If there is a suspicious vehicle, for example, in an area, it goes to the security company and the responsibility is then on the security company to react. Correct. So we purely a platform. We don't run control rooms. We never look at the video. We just orchestrate and integrate the various technologies so that we can get into simplest format into the security companies' control rooms who run these national operation centers, and they then operationalize it through the Proof360 application that we've built specifically for their environment. Have you done any research on the extent of the reduction in crime flowing from this vast CCTV network? 
We have often get the question around, you know, quantifying the effectiveness of CCTV. And it's very difficult to say, you know, we've put up cameras and, you know, it's stopped X amount of incidents from taking place. What we have found is we've taken crime stats prior to installing in a specific area and then 12 months after that. And we've seen a huge reduction, up to 78% reduction in crime that's taken place and as well documented. So we work very well with, like, for example, the, the Santon Improvement District. We've put up 333 cameras across the Santon Improvement District. And, you know, over an eight-month period, they made 136 arrests just in that precinct and found that suspicious and stolen cars were actually avoiding going through that area because the effectiveness of the combination of the cameras and the ground fall. It's one of the key areas where you are successful, the recovery of stolen vehicles. Correct. So again, we just the platform and, you know, we've got great partners as our security companies who use our platform to get that information and allocate their resources and, and make those arrests. But there's arrests and detainees on a daily basis. Let's talk about the expansion to Durban. I would have thought you would have been active in more cities already. I was actually surprised to see that you haven't rolled out a network in Durban. The main premise of what we're trying to do is build out this network effect. And in order to have the network effect, you need to have the density of cameras in a specific region. So it doesn't really help if you've got one pole here and one pole there, because it doesn't really give you the information of a car's now turned left or it's turned right, or the cars have changed their number plates, or you know what that modus operandi actually looks like. So we want to do spend time densifying the city of Joburg. We are at the same time, you know, we do have infrastructure in, in Mahali and Equileni, but we wanted to prove that the densification and you know getting rights in the municipalities quite tricky so we have to go through a whole process we are licensed ecns provider we are registered with sira so we've gone through all the regulatory hoops we are working with the information regulator and making sure you know that we can assist in building the code of conduct for the industry so regulatory and that is top priority but coupled with the densification of the polls proving out the effectiveness and now that we've you know got that density we've got the tech to where we want to be and, and expand on a daily basis we now want to expand into the rest of the major metros and with the city of Etiquini and the challenges that the guys had in the riots last year has really highlighted the need for video verification and additional data that they've actively, you know, pursued working with us. And, you know, we've put our hand up to say we're happy to invest into the area. We did see, you know, in your article and, and just a, a point of clarification where you said we invest in a million, it's up to 20 million on phase one. And we look to go in just short of 100 million, you know, investments into the city of Etiquini to make sure that we can get the right number of cameras and get that densified network effect. How does the network work? Do you install fiber to the poles or do you use another technology to actually relay the feeds to a control center? We do use fiber to take it back into a tier three data center. The same kind of data centers where your information around your insurance companies and your banking and cars sit. So highly secure. We take that feeds back via a fiber cable Part of our company's Vumatoas is a shareholder in a separate entity into Vumacam. So, you know, we, we do work closely with them, but at the same time, we're fiber agnostic. And if there are other fiber providers, we'll use their fiber to backhaul the data to our data center. And you foresee to roll out these networks in other metros as well, as you've said, Pretoria, Cape Town, Bloom PE and, and the like? Correct. We think it works on a national basis. We think that syndicates, you know, move from different metros and the more information that we can provide of these syndicates that are moving, you know, provides additional information and the wider the network, 
the more information there is, the more success we think, you know, our partners in the security companies will achieve. Let's talk about the actual video feeds. Who has access to those feeds? And can a member of the public get access to a particular feed if there was an incident maybe in their suburb? So we're very pedantic of who can have access to it. We work with security providers who are SERA-registered there's a whole vetting process. They have to sign on as an operator agreement according to, you know, the, the PIA Act. We also have a close tie working relationship with Business Against Crime and under the E2 project, which is a national project that facilitates the working relationship between the public sector and the private sector. So there's a whole lot of onboarding docs and processes and vetting that needs to take place before a security company can have access into our system. Once they have access into our system, they have viewing rights, but they have no ability to download that footage. They then have to log a a support ticket with us. We confirm what they're looking for, and then we only then release the footage to them. You know, and that goes through the business against crime war room, which is the combination of bringing that public and private sector together. With individuals, you know, they can approach their security companies. They can bring a PIA request. But primarily, we want the security companies to enable the communities that they look after and assist in making sure that we can view the right footage in a very controlled fashion and released in that basis. And also making sure that if it does lead to evidence in court that it's been downloaded in the correct fashion, who's downloaded it, it's, it's all watermarked, it's date stamped, it's time stamped. And, you know, we're following quite a rigorous procedure so that it does get admissible to court and hopefully the end suspect gets prosecuted. And for civil claims, for example, can insurance companies get access to the video? We are working with insurance companies. There's a large degree of challenge within the insurance space around fraudulent claims. And up to 30 to 40 percent of claims, you know, have been noted to be fraudulent claims, which obviously costs everyone and increases, you know, individual premiums. We do have a big drive to work with insurance companies to assist in, you know, fraud is a, a criminal offense and fits into that ambit around, you know, crime fighting. What exactly is your revenue model? Do you sell these feeds to the local security companies and communities? Our market and, and monetization around this is through the private sector. We work closely with the security companies who then subscribe for the feeds and then they either take it as an additional cost in their business and delivering a solution or I'll pass it on to the end user. We think working as an industry collective and multiple security companies passing it on to the end users, we can get to rates of you know 20 rand or 30 rand per end user that allow us to build out the smart city and additional cameras, which keeps everyone safer. And if everyone's, you know, contributes a little bit, you know, to the smart city initiative, it allows us to put up more infrastructure and then obviously, you know, bring down the high level of crime. Ricky, thank you so much for joining me today. That was Ricky Crook. He is the CEO of Vumacam.